This is a special edition of Late Night Health, powered by Podclips. I'm Mark Allen. We're going to spend some time with Todd Harrison Esquire. Uh, he is uh, at the Venerable Group. He is an attorney with the FDA Group uh, within uh, Venerable. And he's also the president of the board of directors of uh, the Organic and Natural Health Association, and we uh, welcome him to Late Night Health. The first time I actually met you, Todd, I was recording a, a video. It was the announcement of the vitamin D study that uh, Organic and Natural did, and my camera lens, when we focused on you, I don't know why it fell apart. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it wasn't looks. <laughs> it, it was not looks at all. Uh, not looks at all. We're going to spend some time. Let's just talk about a couple of things. Uh, we're here at your fifth annual meeting, and we appreciate your allowing us to come in and, and, and talk to some of the members and some of the presenters. Would you say, in general, that America is healthy? No, America is not healthy at all, and that's the problem. Uh, I don't, whether you believe in single health or systems, or you believe in insurance systems, how we now, the problem is our health care costs get up continue to rise for one reason, one reason only. It's because we continue to get unhealthy. And until we stop getting unhealthy and we start being healthy, we're, our health care costs are just going to continue to skyrocket. Why is it more expensive to spend a night in a, hotel, a hospital than it is at the Four Seasons? It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> well, it, it, when you think about how many attending nurses you have, all the staff that goes around that, the, all the medical equipment that's being run, uh, it, it, you see very quickly how the costs can run up. Uh, also, the costs are always somewhat inflated because they know that insurance is only going to pay a portion of it. So if you charge 1000 and you hope to get 200 that's what you're doing. So a lot of times... The, the cost that they're actually charging is not the real actual cost. Let's talk about food and supplements because that's what you work in primarily. That's correct. Right, as an attorney. Um, are our, is, generally speaking, do you think that food here in the U.S. is good, bad, or in the middle someplace? I think that how we eat is bad. Um, I think our food is nutrient deprived at this time. It, that's there's no there's no study that really controverts that our soil is not providing the organisms and the necessary minerals and vitamins that we once did. So I think that's a very important part. I think we also have gone to the point where we want sterility to everything, so we pasteurize everything to death, so we don't get the natural probiotics that we need to have a, a healthy microbiome. So I think that in essence, yeah, I would say that the food supply from a health standpoint is um, not healthy. If you're looking just from a pure safety standpoint in regards to pathogens that kill people, it's probably remarkable that the system works as well as it does, that we don't have more people dying from listeria and E. coli. But the problem is we concentrate on the pathogens and forget that food is our substance, is our nutrition. It is health in of itself. If we pasteurize everything, sure, we're killing the bad stuff. Correct. But the good stuff goes as well. That's exactly correct. And, and there has to, we have to learn that there's a balance and we need to make sure that 
nat that cheese that are naturally fermented that don't really naturally fermented cheese does not generally carry the pathogens that you would find. So there's nothing wrong with the natural approaches. And or if you if you so want to sterilize the food in the first place, okay, sterilize and then add add back some of these um, probiotics or good bacteria or friendly bacteria into the milk products. But now you got a whole idea, is that a food additive? And if it's a food additive, is that is it safe? And then you get into all these regulatory processes. And rather than just, we don't use common sense. And, you know, we get sicker and sicker and sicker. And we don't want to answer. But it's also that we don't want to tell people the truth. Okay. But at the same time, we are living yeah. longer. We are. But we don't know that we're living longer <laughs> because we're losing it. Well, that's the the idea of you can. There's a health span, right? And then there's your lifespan. What's more important, lifespan or health span? Do you want to live the last ten years of life in a nursing home, or do you want to have a healthy, vibrant life into your mid eighties? I think that's what we need to understand. There's a tr there will always be a trade off, but. Yeah, I can keep you alive, but is it a life you worth living? Yeah, quality of life. Quality of life is important. And quality of, I think from all measurements, quality of life is getting worse, not better. And health is getting worse, not better. Yeah, we can give you insulin. We can do a lot of things. Muslims can do a lot of things. But a lot of things that we do keep us sick. And instead of looking at pharmaceuticals as being the last resort... We look at it as the first resort, and that's wrong. You know, the 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 one of the things that we have everybody on now is pro, pro, proton inhibitors, right? Well, that's those are actually not good things, right? And and and, and statin drugs, yeah, statin drugs, and maybe for that person who has cholesterol of 400 and is genetically predisposed and they have a family history of people dying at the age of 45 from heart attacks because they have a high cholesterol, maybe that group of people should be on statin because it knocks it down. But the vast majority of us probably do not need to be on a statin. There are other markers. Let's look at our inflammation levels. So if you, if you have high cholesterol but your CRP is below 1%, you don't really need a statin because that says the inflammatory response is working in your is work is balanced. You're not you're not having the issues that you're creating inflammation because the problem with with cholesterol it's not just cholesterol overall. There are type molecules within LDL. There's the big fluffy molecules and then the small sticky ones. The small sticky ones are the ones that cause inflammation, that causes inflammation to take off in your body and is what ends up killing you. It's not the big fluffy LDL cholesterol molecules that kill you. They don't tend to cause harm. But yet we don't make this dissection. I'm not even a, I'm a lawyer, but I've learned all of this over time. And so it, it, we were so stuck on trying to find a silver bullet to everything. And, you know, there's not a silver bullet to life. It's a whole, I've learned this. Life is holistic and balanced, you know. I like a nice piece of chocolate cake. I love chocolate. But I don't need to be eating a slice of chocolate cake 2,000 calories a day, extra calories a day. It's something I should learn to enjoy, to savor. Yeah, I just heard from Dr. Uh, um, uh, uh, 
I have to reach over and get his <laughs> name. Good. I just talked to uh, James uh, uh, Decol uh, uh, Antonio, yes. right? And he told us that uh, chocolate may have heavy metal sure. in it. And, you know, a day without chocolate is like a day without I don't know what. Right. You, you need things that nourish the soul as well as, the, as your body. And so I don't see that, that, that a piece of chocolate here and there is going to kill you. But, if, but like everything, if you overindulge in something, it's not good. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've lost that idea, the sense of balance. Uh, your your day to day job is is uh, working uh, uh, the, in the industry um, with the FDA and uh, probably fighting the FDA yeah. or talking to them at least. Uh, but you're also the president of the board of the uh, Organic and Natural Health Association. Why did you become involved with that? I came involved with it because I think that the industry needed an organization that was looking at transparency. Uh, and one of my clients, uh, Dr. McCullough, was, um, is a very big believer in transparency of your supply chain, what you're providing individuals. And that really made me more interested in coming on to the, um, on the board. I think we lack transparency in the system, and it's not FDA, it's actually not FDA's fault. It's the way the rules are written and the laws are written by Congress. Um, but I think that, and I also see that through my, through the times that I've worked with other trade associates and everything, I've never seen anybody really be on the side of the consumer. And the companies that belong to this organization believe in consumer outreach. They believe in being on the side of the consumer, making sure their consumers are getting good products. No product is perfect. Um, you know, if, it, if it's an herbal product, I'm sorry to say there's going to be some level of heavy metals because they come from the ground. That's just part of the life. But you can limit the amount of, of heavy metals. You can do things to make sure that you give high-quality products that indeed do work for your for your um, customers, and also a nerd that you like yeah. because of whatever it might do yeah. for you might not work for me. Well, that's and that's a funny thing that you bring that up because just like all drugs, they don't work for everybody. So herbs may work for some people and not for others, and it's for you to figure that out. Uh, I know a lot of people who take magnesium for stress. Well, I take magnesium, but I don't do it for stress because it does nothing for my stress. But it does great things for my blood pressure levels, and it does great things for my regularity. So my reason for taking magnesium is not that it's going to make me relax. With supplementation, many people, uh, 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 some areas of, uh, I guess, uh, lawmakers are saying, well, maybe we should regulate them more and that the regulations should allow Big Pharma to sell them only and make it a prescription. Uh, that's just fool's gold. Um, that <laughs> is, and not to say that... It, the idea, if you look at Dishay and the idea of what Dishay was, is that we want to allow alternatives to the to um, disease, treating a disease to keep people healthy. 
And so we're not talking about, you know, yeah, it's sure. If you're saying that your product cures cancer, then, yeah, you should do very heavy clinical studies to prove that. And that should be a pharmaceutical drug because otherwise you can rip people off way too easy. Absolutely. So I think that DSHA actually, all the structures are in place at DSHA, but there's been a lack of enforcement by FDA for a long time. And they're starting to slowly ramp up, but you know, DSHA was passed in 1994. This is now 2020. And FDA's just getting to the point where they're starting to, oh yeah, we have regulatory authority. It's interesting. A lot of people don't even know what DSHA is. Correct. Could you explain that? So DSHA is the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, and that amended the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act to to specifically allow for the marking of dietary supplements in the United States as a subcategory of food. So previous to that, FDA kept on trying to treat dietary supplements as drugs. So all it did was shift it from being... FDA trying to regulate its drugs into the food category and make it clear that supplements are food and not drugs. And that's why on every supplement that I've seen, there's a disclaimer. Well, but that disclaimer is... What's interesting about that disclaimer is that if you read the legislative history, it says, it says um, this statement has not been evaluated by FDA. This product's not intended to cure, treat, or prevent disease. So what was funny is that the is that 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 disclaimer should not even be necessary because under the law the definition of a drug specifically accepts out food that affects the structure or function of the body so food that makes a structure or function claim doesn't have to have a disclaimer but the but the what what congress decided is that we're going to put this provision here to make it clear to fda that you can make structure function claims that's it Interesting. So, so when you leave the legislative history, it's like, you know, it, it's not even really necessary. Eh? The, because, again, the use of that claim is actually supposed to be if the product is implied, implies a, a health claim. Well, a health claim is specifically defined as a, as a claim that a nutrient affects a certain disease. Well, how does it help support a healthy stru- heart? really require that disclaimer. I would argue it doesn't require it. But and now you've seen it. Now everybody uses it. Cosmetic products use it. Medical devices use it. I'm like, no, that doesn't help you any. I mean, I'm thinking of, of chicken soup. Yep. Okay? Do we have to have a disclaimer on chicken soup? Because no. people, people say chicken soup helps with a cold. Yep. And, and for some people, it really does. And for other people, it doesn't. And I think that that's why I think that I do think we need to reevaluate our whole healthcare system, including these food categories and these drug categories that, F, that FDA regulate. And I think what I mean by that is that these structure function claims don't always provide the information necessary for consumers to make decisions. Um, and oftentimes, they're just misleading. So, and I often talk about glucosamine and chondroitin. You know, with, with glucosamine and chondroitin, you can say, help support healthy joints. Well, if I have healthy joints, I don't really need glucosamine and, and, and chondroitin. A 21-year-old probably doesn't need glucosamine and chondroitin. Um, why not allow them to say that it helps alleviate uh, aches and pains 
associated with osteoarthritis. I would argue osteoarthritis is not a disease. Osteoarthritis is a common part of aging. If you were athletic at all when you were a kid, you're wearing it down. You're wearing it down. Uh, you you have aches and pains. It's a natural progression. Why is that a disease claim? Because they're because analgesics are a drug. Well, you know, if I can show that my product helps alleviate aches and pains and reduces inflammation, why should I not be able to make that claim? And by the way, as you and I speak here. We have inflammation going on in our body right now at the cellular level. Inflammation is a normal part of our cellular repair process. But at the same time, yeah. we want to reduce it. Right. We want to reduce right. it because you don't. What's important about it is that you need, you, you want to make sure that it's a proper inflammatory response. You don't want runaway inflammatory response. And by the way, it takes years and decades for that runaway inflammatory response to do damage. So initially, it's not really a disease. It's just, but we can do things to bring it back and help with our overall health. Interesting. Will you come back sometime? I, I would love to come back. I, you know, I have a lot of things that I could talk about and, and be happy to give you my thoughts on anything you'd like me to give you your thoughts on. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, the uh, board President of the Board of uh, the Organic and Natural Health Association, Todd Harrison, who I called Alan earlier. I don't know why. I well, it's Todd Alan Harrison is my Alan's my middle name, or you might be thinking of Alan from um, Natural Grocers. Maybe one. Anyway, I uh, I, 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 blow, I blow names all the time. You know. So do I. <laughs> you know, it's terrible. He's also with uh, Venerable uh, and the FDA uh, uh, practice group. Uh, at Venerable, and you're based in D.C. I'm based in D.C., but I'm all over. All <laughs> over. You see Todd all over the place. Uh, Todd, we appreciate it, and uh, look forward to our next conversation here at Late Night Health. Uh, I'm Mark Allen. Late Night Health is powered by Podcast.